Good morning. Um, it's the 18th of January 2022. Um, and I have just done the school run. It's really, really early here. It's like half seven. Um, so it was our first morning being back up at like half five, six o'clock to get everybody ready and up and out. <laughs> so I'm just about to head home to go and get the dog and go for a walk. Um, but right now I'm sat um, on the road almost by the house, but I'm sat looking at the sea and it is black today. The sea is black, the sky is black, there's a big storm coming in yet again. Um, and I just wanted to have a quick chat about a couple of things um, because it's a, it's a really, really crucial day today. Um, in the grand scheme of things, because the nodes are sh the nodes have shifted today, um, they I, I did a post on this at the beginning of January, um, and uh, it was basically to s what was going to be setting the scene for the whole of 2022 and 2023, because the node shifts last for 18, 20, 18 months to two years. The previous ones we've just come out of have been they were from March 2020 to yesterday. Um, and so basically the start of coronavirus um, to now um, and they were in Sagittarius Gemini or Gemini Sagittarius and now they have shifted into North Node Taurus, South Node Scorpio so it's like a total game changer that the scene is going to start dramatically shifting. Um, the thing is as well it's not just as simple as the, you know, the movement of the nodes there's also an awful lot going on elsewhere. And one of the one of the key themes is Uranus in Taurus as well. There's a lot of Taurian themes coming up. So on that, I just wanted to kind of do a really sort of basic scratch the surface thing um, about what that actually means. So when I did a post earlier on, I think it was towards the end of last year, where I thought the beginning of this year was going to go. I've had a couple of people say, mm, you said that there was going to be some big financial crash and it had on the 5th of um, January I was seeing something happening on the 5th of January because of this global rollout of 5g and I had this intuition this like insight that something was going to kick off the moment that that launched and it was going to sort of blow the system and kick starters into this new era of um transformation um, within our resources and our um, our systemic structure so basically anything to do with the economic system our food resources um, and um, our supply chains and so on and so forth which is basically everything to do with Taurus um, Taurus is uh, a feminine energy as is Uranus so it's a very very feminine energy um, and it's all to do with collaborating with Earth in terms of how we gather our resources and um, our provisions and look for natural alternatives towards uh, uh, natural, local, sustainable alternatives. So it's going to be a really um, inspiring, grounding and beautiful time to actually experience a crisis um, of what magnitude is to come when you have Uranus involved in anything, it, there's magnitude, there's there's transition, there's transformation, there's, there's revolution, there's very fast, swift, dynamic, electric energy. Um, 
So back in December, I also did a post about um, Uranus and the aviation systems and the GPS systems, the magnetic poles and so on and so forth and why everything to do with Uranus um, is related to our weather, lightning, earthquakes, um, volcanic eruptions, anything that's really um, dynamic like that, explosive. And the thing is, when you look at those things and then you put them in Taurus, it's all to do with dynamic, earth-changing scenarios. Now, we've had a lead up to this anyway. Like where I am, on the 19th of December, we had a huge cyclone. And um, for the three days that we were locked in the house with this cyclone, because, I mean, you, you could go out, you know, but you wouldn't want to. I mean, it was ridiculous. It's not safe. Um, and there was an awful lot of flooding and um, and terrible winds, obviously. Um, yeah, so we stayed put. Um, it dramatically alters your in your you inside you when there's something that wild going on around you, um, weather related, and um, so it gives you that time to think, to shuffle yourself, you as a person, your inside you has to also change with the external changes that's, that's that are chaotically rumbling around you know so um then we had um an earthquake we had a, an earthquake at the big uh, last last week we had an earthquake and and it was a huge well it wasn't it was it was a big earthquake it was a 6.6 um with a with a tsunami warning which thankfully got revoked um uh, but where we live we as i say you can see the sea right now we're kind of um on an incline from the actual sea itself but we're still right next to it like literally it's there um so yeah any tsunami warnings mean we have to move to higher land and then there was obviously that one in tonga a couple of days ago um from th that caused a huge tsunami so there's a lot all over the world right now um that's shifting and changing and erupting so that is uranus in taurus now you might see that and you might go, oh my God, that's terrifying. But the thing is, we have to shift. There has to be a shift. So I'm going to do a post on this later because actually um, a couple of years ago when I first started understanding what was happening or how that's weird to say understanding what was happening, who the heck, who, the, who on earth understands what's happening? Intuitively, you know that there's a shift. So then you start looking into the shift. And so I started reading things like The Convoluted Universe by Dolores Cannon and The Invisible Rainbow, which I've done posts about. I did the one about the EMFs and the solar flares the other day. There's so much happening um, in the universe right now that has got, you know, like we're so wrapped up in this COVID narrative that nobody seems to look on the outside to everything else. And there is a lot. And it's... Um, pretty huge it's it's massive um so you know with what i predicted would come um with this banking crisis you know you might think oh you know we had a banking crisis in 2008 it'll be something similar it will be nothing similar <laughs> it will be nothing similar it will be ma massive monumental so okay um the whole thing with uranus and um the aviation thing 
a couple of things and I'm not I'm not going to try and overload with information I'm I'm a bit too tired and I've only had one coffee this morning but um when I wrote that uh when I wrote that um it was to do with the magnetic poles and how they were altering the GPS system so aviation and a lot of the flights um had been cancelled for the year now that's still the case. Like my mum is coming out um, to house it for a friend of ours. We were we were meant to go back to the UK, but instead she's coming here with some relatives, um, and they're trying to get a flight out for the end of this month. I mean it's the seventeenth now. Um, our friends leave on the thirtieth, so they wanted to get a flight as soon as possible, but there aren't any. There are no flights. She cannot get to this island until the twelfth of February. That's the soonest that she can book a flight. Um, so. Um, then you question why. So when I did that post at the end of the year with my my kind of premonitions about what was going to happen on the 5th of January, interestingly, everyone's going, well, why hasn't there been this global rollout of 5G? Why has it been delayed? Now, it has been delayed. I found out that it has. And actually, let me just see if I can go onto the post. Let me see if this is still recording. Let me see if this is still recording. Two seconds. Let me see if I can just pull up the post because I'm actually on my phone right now. But there was a... Um, um, okay, basically in the most basic format possible without opening a load of documents. And I will attach them to this post when I put it up on the website. Um, the FAA um, had basically said that they have to postpone it until the 19th of January. And I'll get back to that date in a second. The 19th of January um, is the date now because the aviation industry was saying that if they switched it on earlier, there would be a massive global crisis in the aviation sector. So for one... one um, one way or another that they've had to delay it that as I said I'll put all the documents on as to what that means um, but it was it was all to do with aviation which again as I mentioned at the end of last year the aviation sector and Uranus and GPS and the magnetic poles are all interlinked right now um, so I get that but the date of it's really interesting the 19th of the 1st is 9-11 in reverse now I have been seeing 9-11 9-11 9-11 everywhere like a maniac for the best part of two years um if it's not 333 or 144 it's 911 they're my they're my numbers um and um also interestingly and take this as you like um it's uh, been told in um in those in the know that our calendars are not accurate that we use the gregorian calendar um, which basically is 10 days or so, um, don't quote me on that, it could be 11, it could be 12, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but it is online to find out, um, that the calendar that we use is ahead of the actual Ju Julian, Julian calendar, which is the, our, our official, authentic, non-altered calendar, um, so it means that the 5th of January wasn't the 5th of January, it was days ahead. Um, basically, this all came about um, through research that people have been doing that Christmas wasn't actually Christmas and that we'd been conned 
into the actual days and so on um, so that we were um, worshipping a false um, narrative basically with, uh, surrounding the whole Christmas thing um, that was a trap. I don't know if that's true or not but I'm just going to put it out there because I thought that it was really interesting and, and you know you wouldn't put it past anyone. I mean time anyway is just like whatever you know when you stop thinking of time in a linear sense then all of the calendars regardless just it you know seriously whatever you know in the whole story of Christmas the um the story of the three kings and the solstice and everything that aligns with what's going on above so you know if you if you're following what's happening above then you don't need to follow a specific calendar and and you know a specific narrative in terms of exactly what happened that that time way back when anyway I'm going off track but basically that was the that was one of one of the two things that made me think that the dates were not as they were and that they'd been pushing back this narrative which made me think that the fight the 5th of January that I'd been looking at was perhaps not the 5th of January it was going to happen later on and interestingly it's happening the day after the nodal shifts which is today so there is um, a shift happening right now and there, there's a number of other astrologers and sort of philosophers and so on that have also said it's mid-month towards the end of the month as well where things are going to really kick off so I'm just putting that out there I don't know what's going to happen but I know that there's a lot going on right now in the world of aviation and um, a lot of dynamic earthly shifts it's all happening. You can see it. Um, but with regards to the Uranus-Taurus thing, I think it's really interesting that we get to consider um, this restructuring and restabilizing according to our principles and what we as humans want um, in, in accordance to what Earth provides us um, and set the rules for ourselves and set the boundaries for ourselves with ethical standards and, and principles and morals. And let's get back to reassessing all of that and implementing them ourselves and stop being so told what to do and live in fear. I've just taken my daughter to school and I posted a post yesterday saying it was Cicero saying when the empire is about to collapse, the laws will get will be the strongest or something like that um and it's so true we had to take her for a test yesterday so that she could go into school because she's not allowed into school without one we're at the stage now where we're just like <laughs> so over this like the only reason that we let her do the tests in the first place is because they literally don't even touch her like it, we're wasting five euros on them literally like not even it d doesn't even go in her nose so I don't know what the point is. But anyway, at least there's that, right? Um, instead of shoving something right up there and potentially causing damage. Um, so she's had her test. Um, it came back negative, um, obviously. And um, she's had to go in today with um, a mask on. She's seven years old. So if she's negative, why is she wearing a mask? If she's not got anything to transmit, nothing transmissible, why has she got to wear one? Anyway, she was crying this morning because the masks hurt the back of her ears. You know, she's not a bat. So, you know, she's really getting stressed out that she has to wear one all day. So I just said, well, don't. Don't wear one. Pull it down. And then if they, if they want to kick off, then they can send you home. You know, I'll come and get you. 
no problem, you know, because we've really got to start standing up to people now and saying, do you know what, enough is enough. The high schools, if you can believe this, have to double mask. They have to wear two masks to go to high school. It's just now getting ridiculous. So this is this is the the symbol symbolization of the end. We're at the end of this shit show now because it's getting so ridiculous. Um, and there's going to be this huge crescendo and I can just feel it building up. Um, but when it builds up and then it crashes, which it will, then we have to remember to stick together. So there was a guy in 2016, and I'm going to now move on to something slightly different, and about and it's about the fourth turning. It's called the fourth turning. He wrote this, and he spoke a lot about it um, in 2015, 2016. You can find it on YouTube, um, and he's done a lot, a lot of posts about it. I can't remember his name, so please, sorry for the disrespect. For not remembering names and being able to put it out there. I will put it when I do the written post of this blog. But as I say right now, it's early in the morning and I've just done drop-offs and I'm just sat in the car. So I've got no reference in front of me whatsoever. But um, he spoke about the first, second, third and fourth turning throughout the cycle of an 80-90 year period of our lifetimes. So the first one started in 1930s after the Second World War and it was the post-war pickup from everything you know like the the post-economic collapse where they were slowly picking themselves up and rebuilding society um and it was when the corporates and the industries were trying to restabilize so they were becoming stronger then they moved from that which and, and that strength from from that kind of energy was what stabilize what what institutionalized our ancestors our grandfathers my grandfather you know so um looking at that era is when we had what they call the prophets where they were the um the enlightened ones that set the traditional standards and the tones of um sort of um saturnian um um I kind of want to use Masonic kind of they they were the 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 ones to look up to you know um that was my granddad that was like yeah you know the authoritarians that um weren't to be messed with the the really strong rocks um that had all the information and knowledge and then we had the crash of that when we entered into the 60s and 70s when we had the individualism and the consciousness revolution um, where they were rebelling against the system and saying, no, man, it's like it's look at this from a deeper perspective. And then coming out of that consciousness revolution, we had the 80s and 90s, which created the Generation X, which is my generation of the nomads that basically were stuck in the middle of this like shit show where, you know, we had the consciousness there, but we were also um, on the up with the corporates and the money and the economy and it was building back up again. So we had the power and the structure and the dominance and the influence. And then you've got the millennials. Then, then you've got what happens next, which is the fourth turning, which is according to the guy that wrote this. And in 2016, he said, we're not in the middle of the fourth turning yet, but we're coming up to it. So now in 2020, assume that we've passed the middle point and we're, we're almost heading towards 
the tip of the iceberg through in the fourth turning, which is the crisis, which he basically said is the winter period of all of the fourth turnings. It's the it's the most catastrophic, the most destructive period that we're entering into, because after all of that build up, there's coming the biggest collapse. And basically, that's what's happening now. So the generation to follow, I can't remember what he called them. But basically, they're the creatives. They're the ones that have been overly um, um, parented, you know, protected, overly protected. And they're the sensible ones that will be there to pick up the pieces after all of this monumental collapse has occurred. And they will be the ones that will be restructuring everything going forwards according to their principles. They will be the empaths. They will be the ones that really um, set the tone for the future in a very, very sensitive way. And yeah, I mean, I could cry. Like, <laughs> I can see that. I can feel it. Um, these little people right now, like my daughter, my, my teenage daughter, um, she's homeschooling because I don't want to put her into a situation where she's double masked. I'm very close to also pulling out my seven-year-old, um, although she definitely needs more social interaction because she's way more of a free spirit. And I believe also that she's there to kind of set the teachers straight on a few things and or two as well. You know, we underestimate them and we shouldn't because they're little people that have the biggest hearts out of all of us. And truly, they're here to change the world. Um... Dolores Cannon spoke about it. Ugh, I can just I can just totally sense it. And um, we've got to let them do it. But before they have that opportunity, there's going to be some <laughs> really funky times. So that's that. You know, I just thought I'd put it all out there. I'm feeling a bit emotional this morning because of the school run. And, you know, there's a definite energy shift. Um, and also, you know, like when um, I was talking about the earthquakes, and I'm just going to finish on this, um, but there was a post on Facebook the other day on one of our local Facebook sites, and I've had to delete myself off this site because I just can't believe some people, right? Although at the same time, I can. Um, somebody from the UK had commented on one of our local sites saying that he was really hoping to come out in February, March, sorry but that he had read that we have had this 6.6 .6 earthquake. So now he's reconsidering. And it was like, the earthquake lasted a minute, you know, like, and it could happen anywhere at any time. But this, this poor dude was literally, it, he, he made a point on a public site to say he wants to come, but now he's reconsidering because we've had an earthquake here. As if it's the first time in the first place ever to occur such an event. I mean, we get earthquakes often here, maybe not to the magnitude that we had last week, but, um, you know, we could get them anytime and you can get them anywhere. You know, no one, no one, nowhere is exempt from having something like that happen. Earth is in control. God is in control, right? So why waste your life in fear of something that could happen when it could also equally not happen? So on that, a couple of years ago when I started reading, as I was saying, and I got sidetracked because I talked too fast and I've got a head full of stuff. 
is um, when I started reading about the convoluted universe and all of the things that I believed were going to happen. At the time, I was living in North Yorkshire and um, my partner and I and, and our kids needed to move out um, from, from our house. So we were like, okay, let's let's consider options closer by, and we went to uh, we went to look at a couple of other places. But then then there was a guy I can't remember his name on YouTube that had basically taken the Dolores Cannon and the Nostradamus um, future map of Europe, according to their predictions, and according to what dramatic changes were going to happen to reshuffle us into this new Earth that they speak of. Um, and he was basically explaining um, where he thought the world's earthquakes, tsunamis, floods and so on would occur. And I shut myself. I was like, oh my God, where is safe? So also at the time, my husband's family live in Zimbabwe. Um, and uh, this guy was saying, if you can get to somewhere where there's higher land, then that's ideal. Obviously, that's Zimbabwe, it's high altitude and whatever. And at the time, we were also thinking about that. So I was saying to my husband, I think that we should move to higher lands because we're, we're doomed. And he was like, what? And I tried to explain it to him. And he was like, Catherine, seriously, like you're sounding like a doomsdayer, right? Now, I understand that there are definite shifts occurring. But I also understand that there's the supernatural behind everything that exists on this realm that we live in. So you can you can think, okay, something can get flooded and you'll see it in a physical form. But behind that physical 3D format is something that we don't yet understand. Our tiny, stupid little minds don't comprehend the magnitude of what's behind this entire operation. There's a thing on Netflix at the moment called Manifest. It's incredible. Like we're all hooked on it. And again, it explains the Uranus energy of what can happen with the the force of nature, time, speed, lightning, aviation, um, anything to do with timeline jumping, um, going back to the future. There's so much in our universe that we can't comprehend and we have to just have faith that it has our backs. So I've spoken before about the book of Revelation and faith and God and, and um, you know, the, the um, tribulations and whatever. And um, what do they call it? The, uh, the rapture, the rapture, right? And I've had a couple of these dreams, rapture-like dreams, where I've been swept up in a wave, but funnily, I can breathe underwater. Or there's been like this, this um, weight, this like sheet of flood come down in front of me, and then it lifts me up and I can fly. Now I'm not saying that that's going to happen, but I'm also not saying that it won't. You know, because we don't know what's going to happen. We have to leave it to nature, to force, to God, and just go with the flow. So yeah, when I started panicking, I was like, oh my gosh, we've got to go and live as high up in the Yorkshire Dales as possible to survive what's coming. We've got to go and move to bloody Zimbabwe. Um, Cyprus, according to the map, was the worst place to be. And yet here we are, because I just snapped and thought, you know what, fuck living in fear. Just go and live your life. You want to live by the sea? You want to go search for Atlantis? Go bloody do it. You want to be free? Go be free. Because it's in your mind and in your heart. It's got nothing to do with 
you know, we can be told, oh, prep, oh, doomsday. But, you know, that is, if you want to go down that route, you're living in fear. Don't be in fear. You know, that earthquake that we had the other night woke us up at three o'clock in the morning and it was pretty hectic. But I do remember, and I said to my husband, as intense as it was, I don't remember being scared. You act, you, you do what you need to do. And yeah, it is what it is. The earth needs to change. There's changes needs to happen. And as this guy was saying in the fourth turning, you have to allow that death and destruction to occur for what comes next to be born. And it just is what it is and so it is. And we just have to really be these magnetic, intuitive beings and understand that these shifts are occurring and just go with them. If you live in fear, then then it's uh, going to lower your vibration and you're not going to be able to survive the jive and go with the flow and, you know, all of that. There's so much happening that we cannot comprehend. That thing, the ma- um, not The Matrix, what on earth, The man- Manifest on Netflix is incredible. It's such, such a good watch. Um, it's so supernatural, so sci-fi, but also really relatable. Um, me and my daughter are super into it at the moment. And it touches on so much that is of interest to me, like mythology and um, natural occurrences. And um, just, wow, it's just really, really good. It also talks about the Holy Grail. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what are they testing for, I wonder? Anyway, I'm going to leave it there. I just wanted to look at the nodal shifts, which are happening today. Um, the change of scene, which is moving into Taurus Scorpio. I haven't spoken too much about the Scorpio aspects of that because I just kind of want to look at the Taurus aspects of it. But I am actually Uranus in Scorpio myself. My My Uranus in my chart is in Scorpio. So I am... Um, an occultist supernatural medicine maker <laughs> that looks into this stuff like a loony. So because of that, I have to share it with you and I and I am doing. And I'm basically wanting to say as emotional uh, um, of a ride as this is going to be, it's for the greater good. Where there's bad chaos, negative stress, there's also the flip side of good creation um, rebirth, restructure. So please try to look at the positive of anything that might occur because it's there. And the more we look at the positive in creating this new future, the more the future will be positive and the more incredible it will look. Um, these things need to happen because we are long overdue coming out of this tyrannical bullshit. We're at the end of the ride. I can so feel it. Like literally I can feel it. Um, and, uh, and yes, there's good times to come. There's good times ahead. I also did mention, um, that for those that are wrapped up in fear and a specific narrative regarding who's in charge and what's happening, for instance, if there comes a time in the, in the, in the coming months where we're told, um, that there's going to be a universal basic income, which I think is obvious going to, you know, say for instance, the banks do collapse and there's a huge economic crisis or, you know, on the biggest end of the spectrum, there's a, um, a wipeout, like a, what did I say originally? Like a cyber attack, a blitz. Um, then there has to be something else coming in and that something else 
doesn't have to be doomsday guys it can be benevolent and here to help us to progress because ultimately post 2030 i think we're looking at really kind of doing away with money anyway so we need to use this time transitionally to get to where we're going in the long run um, something that can help set us up on a stepping stone towards that so universal basic income if dealt with the right hands and the right intention could actually be a really positive thing um, but I, and I do actually think that that will be enforced this year um, enforced is a horrible word because it's kind of forceful kind of I just think of the police um, but anyway yeah um, it's also the tiger the year of the tiger um, so it's fast it's all coming in and and maybe police and military will play a role in that but also I don't necessarily think it's negative um, I think there's a lot of good forces behind what's going on uh, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, caps on CEO salaries. I think there's going to be a lot to try and balance out the scales happening throughout this Uranus and Taurus period. But it is going to look particularly scary for people that are wrapped up in that new world order mindset. So I don't know, just try and see the best in things. Um, because if you don't, you're just going to get wrapped up in a downward spiral of paranoia and chaos within the chaos, which I just don't think is a good vibe. Anyhow, I'm going to leave that there. I'm going to sign off because I really need to go and get a cup of coffee, but there's a lot coming in. And so I just thought I'd share it. I'm going to write this post and everything that I've referenced within this post, once I, once I listen back over it, I'll put all of it into the post itself so that you can see, um, see it all in written format. And, uh, and yeah, you know, regarding the dates and the calendars, I might also put a couple of links for anybody that's interested in looking further into that, you know, in terms of the the um, Gregorian and the Julian calendar. And it's funny as well, because when we were talking about it at home, me and my husband, um, we were saying that the Julian calendar and no one had really heard of it, you know. And then my little one comes in the room because she's she watches, I can't remember what the cartoon is, but, you know, with King Julian, King Julian. And she comes charging and going, King Julianuary. And isn't that funny? King Julianuary in January. Aha. So we've got the January Julian calendar shift and the um, 9-11 that I keep seeing. So it might make it might mean something. It might not. In terms of the numbers and dates, Manifest also speaks of these things in this in this um, show that's on Netflix. Anyone that's listening to this thinking Uranus, symbology, numbers, numerology, um, all of what's going on right now, that show is a really good show to watch. It might indicate a few things. Um, it's, it's pretty enlightening and certainly entertaining. Um, anyhow, yeah, I'm going to go find coffee. Lots of love to you all. Um, this has been a big a big thing to put out very early in the morning and I do have a slight headache still <sighs> but anyway lots of love to everybody and let's see what happens next but can this can this COVID shit show please end because yeah it's just getting to the it's just getting annoying now isn't it um take care all and I will catch you soon